Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Hahn, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Pudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Um, although it was long, but it was a good time, amen. And we got the opportunity to also to fellowship with the leader of the church to give direction to what we are doing as a church. Amen. Amen. I want you to know that you are part of a blessed ministry. Amen. Yeah. You and I are fortunate to find ourselves in one of the greatest ministries on earth right now. Yeah. Why do we say it's one of the greatest ministries on earth? It's a ministry in the will of God. Whatsoever God does is good. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So let, let us treasure this wonderful opportunity that God has given to us. Some people will wish that they lived in our lifetime because we get to live in the lifetime of the founder. You know, when we read the history books and we read about John Wesley and all these guys, we wish we were in their time. How many of you wish you were among Peter, James, and John when Jesus was walking on the air? Some people will come after us who will wish that they were in this congregation. Yeah. We are a blessed generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Yeah, so it's good to be back. We've been, it's been great. Amen. Alan, you look sharp. Wonderful. Well, it's like I said, I'm happy to be back. Um, um, uh, Yes. You are still stuck with me anyway. And the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit is here, just be happy. Amen. Today, for a short time, which is about three and a half hours. The excitement is only in the front. I don't know. Those of you in the middle belt, what is the problem? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Good, good. But like I was saying, for a very short time, Pastor Spirit, it's good to see you. For a very short time, I'm going to share with you the word of God. I want to share with you a one-time classic, which I title Fathers and Blessings. Why am I talking about fathers and blessings? Because I've just gone to see the Father. Amen. And the Father has spoken a blessing. So we want to activate that blessing upon us. Eh? Say a nice amen. amen. So I'm sharing with you fathers and blessings. A father is a source of blessing. Norma, how are you doing? It's a source of blessing. When you have a father, you have a chance to be blessed. Amen. I said when you have a father, it's an opportunity to be blessed. Genesis chapter 49 is the piece of scripture I want to read today. I'm reading from verse number one. For the sake of time, we'll be jumping some verses. But since you have a Bible, when you go home, read it also to confirm what we have said. Amen. Say amen. It says, And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together 
that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. When there's a father, he's able to tell you what will come upon you in the last days. Verse number two. He says, gather yourselves together and hear ye sons of Jacob and hearken unto Israel your father. So immediately you can see that this conversation is between a father and his sons. I said fathers are, are a source or a father is a source of blessing. Verse 3 says, Reuben. So the father starts to operate. He says, verse 2, verse 3, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Firstborns are blessed. I said, firstborns are blessed. The excellency of power. The excellency of dignity, the beginning of strength, the felt my might. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every parent has a lot of plans for their firstborn child. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a blessing to be a firstborn child. Amen. There's nothing wrong with being a secondborn <laughs> or a third. We will come to that. I'm just saying, I'm just. Put your hands together for me. I've just come. I've just come. I read on. Verse 4. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Because thou wentest up into thy father's bed, then defileth thou it. He went up to my couch. Don't be in a hurry to use things that belong to your father. Firstborn children are like that. When they see their father's fork, they want to use it. See your father's shoe, you want to wear it. And, and sometimes it's, it's out of ignorance because their role model is their father. So they want to be their father so much. Do, do you get it? So it's like, they can't, I'm sure my children can't wait to start wearing my clothes. Sit down, sit down. <laughs> so I'm going to spoil all my clothes before they get to my size. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying that there are some things that belong to the Father which are private. You shouldn't have a desire to have it. Not even, you shouldn't have it. You shouldn't even have a desire to have it. Amen. Some of you in the house where your father sits, anytime you can, that's where you want to sit. Meanwhile, there are other chairs that you can put your bum on. I don't want to read about Simon and things because it will take. So this is the first child, Reuben. This is him. The father spoke this over. He said, unstable as water, you will never excel. That's all. Because of what you did. Hey, pastor, today are you bringing curses? Oh, I mean, a nice man like me. I mean, how? Verse, verse, verse 9. Let's read about Judah. Verse 8. Judah. So it's one Reuben. The other one is Simon and Levi. Okay? Then I've skipped Simon and Levi. I'm going to Judah. From Judah, I'll read Joseph. And then we roll. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. 
No wonder Judah means praise. It's because of this blessing the man spoke over his life. That's why the Judah became praise. Do you get it? Uh -huh. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. You always hold your enemies. I don't have an enemy, so I can't use anybody. You hold your enemies by the neck. May you have that power in the name of Jesus. That any enemy that rises against you, God will give you power to hold that enemy by the neck. It's called a choke word. Oh, say it in English so I can hear. Choke slam. Oh, okay, you choke and you... Okay. May you choke slam your enemies. Hashatola basentola yata. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. That's why anytime we do praises, we bow. Judah is the lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. May you, I see somebody going up. I see somebody, because of the blessing that comes from a father, you will begin to go up. Hitherto your life has been going backwards or has been going down, but you are beginning to rise. Where am I? I can't even find it. What verse? Verse 9. Okay. I can't see. He stooped down, hitched as a lion, and as an old lion who shall rouse him up. This, the scepter, which is leadership, shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Amen. Good. So this is Judah's blessing. Let me read J Joseph. It gets better. Joseph is even the wilder one. Verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well. May you be planted by a rivers of water. And may you bring forth your fruit in this season. Whose branches run over the wall. May you expand beyond where you have been put. May you grow, enlarge and expand. If you have one business, may God double it. If you have one car, may God double it. If you have one opportunity, may God double it. It says his branches shall go over the wall. There's somebody here, one day you have a business out of South Africa. You have a business in South Africa and a business out of South Africa. International business mogul. Mm, I read on. The arches have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength. When you are persecuted, may you still abide in strength. And the arm and the arm of his hands were made strong by the hand of the almighty God of Jacob. Verse 25. Even by God, by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, and by, almighty, by the almighty, who shall bless thee with a blessing from heaven above, blessings from the deep that lieth under, blessings from the breast, and blessings from the womb. May these blessings locate you and find you and manifest in your life. The blessings, now listen up, 26. The blessings of thy father have prevailed over the blessings of their progenitors. 
It says, what has prevailed? The blessing of your father. That is what has prevailed. That is what has endured. That is what has overcome. Over the blessings of your enemies. May you leave this service with a blessing. And to the uttermost bound of the everlasting hills, they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who was separated from his brethren. Why don't you put your hands together for the word of God? Now, from these scriptures, I'm just introducing to you a subject of a father and blessings. Or fathers and blessings. And I said, fathers are a source of blessings. In the same way, fathers are a source of curses. So, having a father gives you an opportunity to inherit a blessing. Or, unfortunately, a curse. Amen. Here, you see 12 sons. Some of them got blessings. The first three, they got curses. Reuben, Simon, Levi, Simon and Levi, they went to kill some people. Their father said they shouldn't kill. Put a curse on them. Reuben, he went to use something. He went to lie in his father's couch. Whatever he was doing there is only up to him. No, I don't want to read a lot into that. God, I want to continue preaching. Joseph, he got a blessing. Judah, he got a blessing. As you read, you will see all the people there, what they got. May your relationship with your father bring you a blessing. Today, I'm going to show you how you can get a blessing from your father. And I'm going to show you how you can avoid a curse from your father. There are three types of fathers I'm talking about right now. The first one I'm talking about is our heavenly father. I think in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9, Jesus said to us, after this manner, pray ye our father which art in heaven. Romans 8, 15, the Bible says, the spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are sons of God, that we cry in our hearts, Abba, Father. So the Holy Spirit witnesses to us that God is our Father. Amen. So the first one I'm talking about is God. You can get a blessing from God or you can get the other one. The next father I'm talking about is your biological father. The one whose seed birthed you. The one whose activities brought you forth. Sometimes even the person, it's not the person's seed that brought you forth. It's the person who's constantly providing and looking after you. Providing food for you to eat. Providing wisdom and advice to you to survive. That person becomes your father. Some of you, your mothers are your father. Amen. My dad passed away. My mother became my father. Amen. The third type of fathers I'm talking about is your spiritual father. The one whose activities led to you being saved. Or the one who's constantly feeding you. Amen. And your spiritual father in this church is Bishop Dagwood Mills. Hey, Pastor Bar Bishop Limpopo, he came to lead me to Christ on, the, on West Street. No problem. 
how did Bishop Limpopo come to lead you to Christ on West, West Street? Bishop Dagiwad Mill sent Bishop Limpopo to West Street to lead you to Christ. In the same way that we don't, we do, when, when I lead you to Christ, I don't lead you to me. I lead you to Jesus who doesn't see you face to face, who died many years ago, 2,000 years ago, and you believe into Jesus because it is his sacrifice that saved you and I. It's that same sacrifice from this man of God that brought all of us here to come and minister to you. Hey, Pastor, that's for me. My spiritual father is Bishop Daniels because he has been feeding me every day. Somebody fed me to feed you. Somebody sent me to feed you. Until you can receive this reality, these blessings will not come upon you. So these are the fathers. I'm just getting this out of the way. These are the fathers I'm talking about. Your heavenly father, your biological father, your spiritual father. Anytime you handle them, please, once it's time, let me know I will close. Okay. Because I didn't bring a clock today, so I don't know how the time is working, but once it is time, you let me know. After half an hour, let me know. Okay. What was I saying? As you relate with these people, there are two benefits, there are two possibilities. One is a curse and one is a blessing. And I'm preaching this sermon to you so that we can all inherit a blessing. You missed a good place to say amen. We can all inherit blessings. Let me get the case out of the way. Malachi chapter 4. So I'm showing you how the case comes so that you and I can avoid it. Malachi chapter 4. I'm reading verse number 6. If you found it, bring it. The last verse in Malachi, it says, yet again I'll turn, yeah, and he shall turn. Let's read verse 5. Verse 5 is talking about Jesus. Too slow. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great, before the coming of the great and dreadful day. Verse 6. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. As children, as you relate with your father, when your heart is turned away, from the father the bible says that god himself will come and smite the earth with a curse when your heart is turned away when your heart is turned away when the father's heart is turned away from you he says i am going to send jesus christ to come and restore things. To turn the hearts of those whose hearts have turned away from the Father. Back to the Father. And turn the hearts of those, who's, those whom the, turn the Father's heart back to those. His heart is turned away from. They, oh, to prevent and avert a curse. Sometimes your heart is turned away from your spiritual father. Sometimes your heart is turned away from your biological father. Sometimes your heart is even turned away from God. Though you are still in church, you come to church just to fulfill all righteousness. And you stand outside during worship. Because worship time is the time that you make contact with God. 
Yeah. During prayer, you are standing outside taking selfies and eating mealies. Yeah? The church is too quiet. Why? I can come next week. Today is Palm Sunday. Today is the day that Jesus made a triumphant entrance into Jerusalem to die for you and I. Yeah. Look, I heard a story of a guy. I mean, he fought with his mother. He took his mother's wig and slapped the mother with it. I don't think he's alive by now. In fact, one of my childhood friends who has been criticizing pastors on Facebook has just died. Yeah, two years of criticizing pastors. He has died. He has died a cataclysmic death. When your heart is turned, I pray that God touches every heart that has turned from his parents, from his spiritual fathers. Your heart will be turned back. Yeah. Lest a curse comes upon us. Even as a church, if our heart is turned from our father, that God should turn our heart back. Proverbs, I read a scripture to you. Proverbs. Proverbs 30. No, I want to continue preaching, but people are asking questions, so I'm answering the questions. When I finish, I'll continue preaching. Proverbs 30, verse 17. Proverbs 30, verse 17 says, The eye that mocketh at his father and despises to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. People who dishonor fathers, the scripture is talking about you. Make no dishonor fathers, especially your father. Your father. This is a scary scripture. Eh? So I've shown you a few, a few scriptures amongst many that leads to curses from fathers. Let's skip to blessings. How many of you want to skip to blessings? Yeah, let's get to a happy place. Let's get to a happy place, man. Let's get to a happy place. Avoid a curse. I have come to tell you that as a church, we must work very hard to avoid a curse from our father. To avoid a curse from our father. But your relationship with your father can bring you a blessing. How can you inherit a blessing? Ephesians chapter 6. How do you inherit a blessing from your father? In the all throughout the Old Testament, the fathers blessed their children. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Isaac said, when Isaac was, the Bible says, and it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, and he knew that his time was up, he called his son Esau and said, My son Esau, make, make unto me game which I love, that my soul will bless thee. He knew he was going to die. 
And he said, there is something that when you do after that, a blessing will come upon you. Then Rebekah had it and told Jacob, her son, to do the thing that brings the blessing. So it means that anyone who does the thing that brings the blessing inherits a blessing. This, this blessing was not for Jacob. It was for Esau. But thank God for Rebecca who heard it. And when she heard it, she told it to her son. Thank God for Bishop Daniel who has heard it and is telling it to you. Thank God for Bishop Daggyward Mills who has heard it and has told it to us. Once we do it, it will come to pass. And the Bible says Jacob went, he prepared game, venison, and took it to the father. And when he took it to the father, the father when he ate, his belly was full. And he was very happy. He was belly full. Tell your neighbor, belly full. And when he was belly full, he said, my son, come closer that I may bless you. But when he came closer, he smelled him and he said, ah, this guy doesn't smell like my original son. He, does, he felt him smelt him and said this guy doesn't smell like the one who should have the blessing maybe you are here right now there's a reason why you don't deserve the blessing but may the blessing locate you maybe some mistake you have made years ago maybe something you have said which is working against you may it be may it be turned over right now in the name of jesus and bible says he blessed him so what then shall we do? Ephesians chapter 6. What then shall we do? Too slow. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Even if there's nothing at all, it's just the right thing to do. Sometimes children ask their parents when you tell them to do it. Why? So, because I said so. Yeah. One of the best reasons a parent should have is because I said so. Your children should obey you just because you said so. Your children don't have a right to reason with you. Yeah. Children, you don't have the right to reason with your parents. You can try to negotiate, but you can't reason with them. Because we believe in blessings and curses. Amen. Say amen. Hey, my children are watching cartoon. They didn't feel like coming to church. Who is the parent and who is the child? It's unfortunate now we are living in a time where the parents have become the children. The children have become the parents. At least me, I have experience of both. I've been a child before and I'm a parent. So I have two degrees. You, you just came. You are just a child. How, what experience? By, at least me, I can be the child. But by what qualification do you have to be the parent? But I think as parents, we loosely allow it. I saw yesterday shouting in the shop. The father had to take the child out and bring the child back in. I said, Ila, 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 Masa, Batani. <laughs> oh, we will go to Zimbabwe and I will put the fear of God into you and we will come back to South Africa. You'll be shocked. Yeah. 
Verse 2. I'm reading. How to get a blessing. Verse 2. How to get a blessing from your parents or from your father, your spiritual father. Your, uh, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. The first way to inherit a blessing from your father is to honor them. To honor them. Honor them. Malachi chapter 1 verses God said, If I be of a, a son, a master, a son honoreth his father as a servant honoreth his master. If I be your, your father, where is my honor? Father, God expects and demands us to honor our fathers. To honor. To honor means to acknowledge them. To treat them with respect. To listen to them gladly. Yeah. Honor them. Treat them with respect. A father is a father. Just treat him with respect. Treat him with admiration. Yeah, honor him. Some of you have the mouth to say bad things about your father. It leads to curses. Proverbs 30, 17. You know, Proverbs 30, 17 is caught up within verses. It's not, when you look at it, it's not even supposed to be there. Why he put it there, only God knows. Because it's not like he's talking about something. Then it's a continuation. He's just talking about, he's talking about marvelous things that happen under the earth. Then suddenly, boom, verse 17. If you like, go and check it. He's talking about other things. No, then he puts 17. There, there, you're wondering. Eh? It's almost like he forgot to put it in chapter 16 or chapter 15. Then he remembered. Then he brought it back. Yeah. Treat your parents with, with honor. Respect them. Let them feel special. Some of you are so short, you still can argue with your tall parent. Hey, the way you grow tall, what is going to happen? Amen? When you are now a giant, what is going to happen? Check it out, okay. What is going to happen? Some of you can tell your parents, you can't tell me what to do. You are not the boss of me. Where did you even learn that phrase from? You are not the boss of me. You know, when we were young, it was not good English. It's still not. They never taught us that in school. With your conflicts, you have learned so bad and English, and you use it towards your parents. You are not the boss of me. Yeah. How many of you are, you know somebody who has said this thing? Not you, just somebody. Yeah. You are not the boss of me. Hey. Hey. The ravens of the valley shall pick out his eyes. Honor them. Show them. When you are honoring somebody, when they tell you something, you change your lifestyle. You change what you are doing. Because of what they tell you. Yeah. You change. Hey, pastor, that's for you. You are my favorite pastor. I really, really respect you. I honor you. I'll tell you something. You will never do it. You are so entrenched in your ways. Sometimes you advise a husband. They will never do it. Give a very simple advice. They will never do it. Meanwhile, their marriage is crumbling. You see, husbands, when somebody tells you something, 
about your marriage or something to do, whether directly or indirectly. Sometimes it's, the person knows something that you know. Yeah. There are so many things your wives want to tell you, they just can't tell you. When they look at the grease on your forehead, they can't tell you. So they find somebody without grease on his forehead, then they tell the person. So when we come from the back door and tell you that, brother, start getting, come, when, you go to, when you go out, you stay too long, come home early. It's just to save your marriage. But you see, stop, they will never do it. Meanwhile, when they get a chance, it's your birthday and they have to make a speech. Oh, dear pastor, pastor, you know, there is Father Abraham, Father Isaac, and Father Daniels. Yeah. Look, I remember many years ago, I met somebody who had a problem. I gave her a very unusual advice. When I gave her the, the, not even advice, I gave her an instruction. Advice is, oh, you can do it, you. Instruction. Very unusual. Even me, myself, when I stood in the mirror to listen to my own advice, I said, how can you give somebody such an advice? She looked at me and she said, because it is you, I'll do it. Today, that advice Five years plus today. I remember where I just come from Liberia. When I, I had the problem started, I was in Liberia. That's how come I remember. I just come back from Liberia. And I, I, I decided on the flight back that this is the advice I'm going to give her. And I gave her the advice. That advice has saved her life today as I talk to you. You change. There are so many people who never change. You are so entrenched in something. No amount of counsel, no amount of advice will get you to change. Meanwhile, you say you honor the person. Hey, some of you must honor your parents by responding to them quickly. Sometimes you can be that your parents will go, oh, you are watching TV. Oh, please, let me finish this episode. I'm finishing this. Respond to them quickly, quickly. When you go to work and your boss gives you an instruction, you respond quickly. When you come home and your parents give you an instruction, you start to drag your feet. It takes you forever to get there, like long road to long walk to freedom. Church is too quiet for my liking. Number two, key number two. I'm just giving you two keys and then I'm done. I'm done for the day. Key number two. Next verse. Verse three. Go to verse one. Let me see. I've missed something somewhere. Verse one. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Is that not so? Obey them. Uh That's what I'm looking for. Obey them. To inherit inherit a blessing, obey your parents. Levi and Simon, they did not obey Jacob. That's why he cursed them. Obey your parents. Obey your parents. Obey your spiritual parents. Obey your biological parents. Obey the Lord. Obey them. When they tell you to do something, do it. It brings, it attracts a blessing. 
It attracts a blessing. Obey them. Just obey them. Simple obedience. What is in my notes? Just obey them. Do what they have told you to do. Say, go to school, go to school. Go and sleep, go and sleep. Leave this relationship, leave it. One, 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 one bishop was telling me a story, a famous story. I'm sure you've heard it before. He said, he said to me, there was a lady. This lady, she was arguing with her mother on something the mother had told her to do. And the argument went on for a long time. And the mother said, this lady is a lawyer. The mother said to her, you will sell beans. She's selling beans with a law degree. (laughs) I said, she is selling beans. Yeah. LLB. She did LLB. LLB stands for LLB. She went round and round and round till she came to sell beans. Obey them. Many people don't obey. Look, many people are naturally stubborn. In fact, not many, all of us, we are naturally stubborn. So, without a certain thinking and understanding of blessings and curses, you will just walk in your default setting. Pastor, but when my mother gave me an instruction, I, did, I always do. Yeah, when he said go and eat, you go and eat. You wanted to eat anyway. You didn't even need an instruction for this. And you know, obedience is seen in two ways when the pres- person is present with you and when the person is absent. Some of us can obey when the person is present. You know, I was asking somebody to, I had an option of asking so many people to do something. Then I made a choice. Then I think my wife asked me why. Not even why, but, you know, sometimes the question, the conversation goes in such a way, you have to give an explanation. Then I said, this person will do exactly what I tell them to do. You can be a poop, it doesn't matter. This person will do exactly what I tell them to do. That's why I am letting this person do that thing. I can bring you when I say do this. You start. You'll be here. You'll be. You'll be doing what you like. No, you are more anointed. So it's in two ways. When the person is there, sometimes they give us instruction. We do it when the person is alone. Once the person goes away, I check my children's way of obedience by when I'm not there, not when I'm there. I mean, when I'm there, if you look at my size alone, <laughs> my size alone will make you do it. I will put the fear of God into you by my size alone. Now they are getting to my height. So I'm glad Pastor Speedway is here. I'll break Pastor Speedway, tag team. But I know when I'm not there, Big Joe is also here. Yeah. Can you imagine Big Joe, he puts his arm on you. You can't even move again. We'll beat you till Jesus comes. 
but I know by when I'm not there. What do you do when I'm not there? Philippians 2 verse 12. The Bible says, my beloved children, as you have obeyed, when I'm there with you, obey also. Charlie, you are slow. Let me sit and wait for you. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more, my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Many of us know this scripture. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It comes from here. It says, as you have obeyed even when I'm there, it's even now more important for you to obey when I'm not there. When I'm not there. Obedience. Obey your parents. I was having a chat with one of my little daughters. And I said to her, you are no longer little. Now you are old. Very soon you will become a grandmother. So, I'm not going to give you any new instruction. It's the old instructions I have given to you that you just have to obey. Now, I'm not going to watch whether you are obeying it or you are not obeying it. Let me see your wisdom. How you can use your wisdom to obey the instruction even though I am not watching. Because can we watch you forever? No. No. I mean, there are some of you here, I've stopped watching you. I mean, I've stopped watching you on Facebook, I've stopped watching you on TV. When your channel is playing, I don't watch it. I'm trusting that the things that you have learned, you are doing them. You are doing them. I'm trusting. I'm just trusting that you... I mean, I, I, I am blessed with two boys. There has to get to a point where I have to trust them. To make choices by themselves. And make the right choice. And trust in what I have taught them. The way I've brought them up. Trust in it. Yeah. Just trust. And watch. I'm waiting till the day I step into university. I'll be free. My father will not be there. I will do what I like. There's somebody in the Bible who did that. Bible says that a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, give unto me this. Therefore, his father divided unto him. Not many days later, he took and he went to a far country. Then when he started to do what he liked, guess what happened? He wasted his life on routers living. So you can do what you like, but the end, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends are the ways of death. So when we are not watching, that's when we know that there's nobody there that you can apply. You see, so now you are the boss of yourself with the lessons that we have taught you. I am governing my life today with the lessons that I have been taught. Nobody is monitoring me. Do, is he preaching? Is he, if I didn't come to preach today, nobody will ask me any question. I have not preached the whole of much. Nobody has asked me, hey, let's check your preaching uh, speedometer or barometer. No. I'm governing my life with the wisdom that has been imparted on me many years ago. The fruits will show to the one who has sent me if you are governing your life well. As I've gone to Ghana, he has given me two new instructions. Two new, we, we, we were blessed to have the opportunity to sit with him and fellowship. Came, I was sitting next to him and said, Daniel, pa, 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 two of them. Simple. Time. 
will show if I have obeyed them or not. It's as simple as that. But proud to that time, I've not had any new instruction for like one whole year. Why is there no new? Is there like, he doesn't want to say, no, what I've told you is enough. Do them. If you do them, we will see the fruit. Sometimes also people don't, don't, don't obey. Then they want to do some things to compensate for their disobedience. No problem. I think, after go and register and go to school. Can I wash your car? What has that got to do with going to school? First Samuel 15, 22. What has that? Sometimes, sometimes you see people who blatantly dishonor you and disobey you. Then they give you an offering. As though you eat, you eat, you eat money. I give you an offering. It's like they are bribing you like I'm a traffic cop. Your spiritual father, you are buying your spiritual father a cold drink for disobeying what he has told you. Someone said, has the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? He said, does the Lord prefer offerings and sacrifices to being obeyed? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to listen attentively than the fats of rams. You see, when you see your bed, they bring you an offering. They don't obey you. There's no honor in it. I said, there's no honor in it. There's more honor in simple obedience. When you do this, you provoke a blessing. You provoke a blessing. You provoke what? A blessing. So, please, can, it, can, I, can, can you take this then so that you... Some of the offerings are to say shut up. Tula Baba. Yeah, Tula means keep quiet. Eh? Yeah, Tula Baba, Tula. Tula Baba, Tula. Baba, shut up. May we become an obedient congregation. May all stubbornness, let's read the next verse, it's even scary. May all stubbornness leave our hearts. He explains why obedience is better than sacrifice. 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you to be king over his people. He says... When you meet a stubborn character, it's like dealing with witchcraft or idolatry. Some of us are stubborn in a quiet way. Mercy for you as a lady if you marry a stubborn husband in a quiet way. Never say anything. You cannot blame him for anything, but he will never do anything. I don't want to use that technical word. Ladies, two types of people you shouldn't marry. A lazy man and a stubborn man. Sometimes you can get it. It's a combo. It's two in one. A lazy man and a stubborn man. Two in one. 
You know, because some things in life, it takes strength to do. It's only a man that can do it. So when he's lazy or he's stubborn, it will never be done. The family will never move forward. Yeah, a man cannot do it. No, no, no matter how hard you try. Cannot break it. It takes a man. So brothers, get up. Roll up your sleeves. Pull up your socks and work. Amen. It says when you are... So this is how God sees people who do not obey him. Because it's like he's dealing with witchcraft or idolatry or iniquity, which is a sin that is deep-seated within. I'll close right now, okay, today. A sin that is... Iniquity is a sin that is inside. It's inside. It's inside. It's deep-seated. Cannot come out easily. Idolatry is having another God apart from God. Then witchcraft is you are dealing with the witch. Yeah. Sometimes we display our stubbornness in 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 defiance. Defiance. Do you understand defiance? It's from the vet to defy. Yeah, anti-prudence is here. You can ask her after church what it means in English. Defiance. It's like we are naturally defiant to authority. Naturally. Anything, once you are an authority, it's like we position ourselves in such a way. Or in, in, in opposition. Not that we even hate you. It's just we are just defiant. So if you give an instruction. I talked about husband. I'm coming to wives. You give an instruction. It's like, because you gave it, I won't do it. You rise against it. Nobody can tell me what to do. It's called defiance. Brothers, one type of lady you shouldn't marry. There are many types. Many types. But I'm just talking about one today. A lady who's defiant. Defiant. One, one pastor, he told my wife, if I want to eat pap, I tell her, let's eat rice. Then she will make pap. He said, when we first got married, I didn't know why. So every day I said this, then this. I said then, with time, I learned. I learned since. Yeah, because the Bible says, dwell with them according to knowledge. So when I got this revelation, I decided this lady... I know how to deal with it. There will be no more quarrels in this house. So when I want, I, I want to stay at home, I want to go out, I'll say, today I'm going to stay at home. You have a disposition to resist. That's what defiance means. I say, today I'm going to stay at home. They say, why don't you go out? Well, then I get up, then I go out. <laughs> If I want to eat rice, I say, please make pap for me. Then she'll just walk to the kitchen. Every day pap, every day pap. Then she'll, she'll just go. Then she'll make rice. Then she'll break the rice. Then I usually have a look on my face. Then I'll be too. So though the outward man perishes, the inner man is renewed every day. Avoid such people. 
may we become obedient children. Yeah. God is building a new church. If I came to one of the things I've come to tell you, that God is building a new church. And this new church will be filled with people who are obedient to the word of God. the blessing of Ephesians 6. Let's round this up. Five minutes, we round it up. Now, when we do this, the Bible says that some blessings come our way. So, let's refer. Say, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, that verse 2, and that, which is the first commandment with blessing. Verse 3 is what we are looking for. It says that what? That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on this earth. One of the blessings that comes from honoring your parents and obeying them is that number one, it shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. It shall be well. The, the life will be well with you. Many of our struggles can be traced to this disobedience and dishonor of our parents. Children, hear me and hear me well. Many of the hearts, some of you are children now, you are just enjoying, just peer pressure. So, you oh, everybody just says everything they like to their mother or their father. So, you are also doing something. You are just sowing a seed for 10 years from now. Yeah. Look, people finish school. They look for jobs for a long time, no jobs. Sometimes this is the reason. Yeah. That it shall be well with you. That, like it shall be well in your life. As your life is going, it is well. That life will be good. Because when you obey your parents, it is well with you. It shall be well. Things will go well. Sometimes you wonder why some families have some hardships. I mean, no, hey, look, I prayed and prayed and prayed. There's always no answer. Sometimes when you treat it, it's bad. Some of you must go back to your parents and apologize to them. And apologize genuinely. Yeah, don't go there. Ah, yourself. And of course, after your apology change, some of you are good with apologies, you won't change your life. Some of you are very good. Even you won't change your heart. You won't change what is in your heart. You know, when I read that scripture, Malachi 4, something I wanted to say is that, you see, you see that God said, you turn the father's heart, then you turn the child's heart. Usually your heart is turned from your father. Your father's heart also turns from you. It's just... Usually, the way you feel about me is the way I feel about you. If your heart indicts a matter concerning the king, the king's heart will also indict a good matter concerning you. If you have warm thoughts about the king in your heart, the king will also have warm thoughts about you. Say amen. amen. Well, the church is quiet. I thought you were happy. Don't worry, my five minutes is up. That it will be well with you. In school, it will be well with you. Sometimes you see people, one academic problem never solved. Go in circles, circles. Sometimes you can trace it back to some of these things. But once you start to obey your parents, a blessing comes of life being well with you and things begin to sprout and begin to work. May that blessing come upon this church that things will begin to sprout and begin to work in our lives. Yeah. 
May the blessing of the Father be upon us through our, that it will be well with us as a church. That the heart of the Father will be turned to us. That it will be well with us. It will be well. It's like things just work. I know people that things just work out for them. Sometimes you can't even understand. They don't really make much of an effort. But things just work for them. I, 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 December, somebody, somebody I know had an accident. And it was a terrible accident. And the person survived. So when I went to Ghana, I went to look at the car. My nephew, actually. I went to look at the car that he had an accident with. Look, the way the car, the car is smashed at the driver's side. That's number one. Nobody should survive. He had an accident with a truck. This abnormal truck, the one with 14 wheels on a highway. No, people don't survive such accidents. That's number one. Number two, my nephew is large. I don't know if you understand. I mean, large and in charge. Look, two people can fit into him. Do, do, do you understand? I mean, two, two, and me and we, we can fit into him. Yeah. So the space that he occupies in the car after such an accident, he should, I mean, there's no way. That's number one. Number two, the accident was at 1 a.m. on the highway. Now, Ghana is very developed. When you have an accident, ambulances don't rush and come to you. Some of you didn't understand what I said. Ghana is so, it's a first world country. It's like America. When you have an accident, ambulances don't come to you. I don't even know if there are ambulances. Tow trucks, um, no, please. Police, no, no. So, a, somebody who was just passing decided to stop. Pull him out of the car get a, 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 a cab and rush him to the hospital from nowhere look into the car found details, called his parents took him to the hospital yeah, took him to the hospital stayed around to see that he has been stabilized who we don't know from Adam somebody and then that area too, if you have an accident and they pull you out the people in the area come to steal the parts of the car, everything. By the time you come, there's no evidence of the accident. They have stolen the, the accident car. So another person who was passing decided to just stand by the car and watch the car. Yeah. I look at him, I say, you know something? Somebody's prayer is saving you. Yeah, somebody's prayer saved you. Yeah. When I saw the car, I was alarmed. I was afraid. I said, somebody spread. I mean, just got off with a scratch. It's amazing. So you meet people like that. Things just work out. When people are having difficulty, you see things work out for them. Yeah. yeah. I've told you this story. I'll tell you again before. One day I went, to, I went for a visa interview with a group of 26 people. I was number one. Sometimes it's good to be number one. When I went, when I, I mean, they were all sitting. American embassy is the most, anyway. They have no respect for anybody. They'll interview as though you are in FMB bank. Everybody can hear what everybody is saying. 
Yeah, and she's talking through a microphone. Yeah. What's your name? I said, oh, I said in my head, can't you read? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> then he asked, she asked me for something, ID card. And I didn't have the ID card. I knew I didn't have it. And of course I didn't have it. So I looked for it. I look for it because usually they are in a hurry, so they will ask you the next question. As I kept looking for it, she went, hey, where is it? Then she got angry. Then she just took the stamp, rejected, boom. So I look at her, she look at me, eyeball to eyeball. I look straight into her soul. <laughs> then she started to turn red. You know white people must? Yeah. So in her anger, she, she slammed the shutters. Boom, like that. I was standing, I didn't know what to do. It had never happened to me before. I wasn't experienced. So I was standing there, and I could feel the weight of the people behind me. So the pressure from behind me stopped me from turning around. <laughs> Keep on moving forward. So I was standing there, and the blank was there. After about two and a half minutes to three minutes, she came back. She opened the shutters. And she was so shocked to see me. She just looked at me like that. So she looked at my, my passport. Because she didn't put my passport through. So where, where am I going? That was a good reason to be there. So she looked at me. I looked at her. Then I looked at her eyeball to eyeball again. Then she said, come for your visa at 4 o'clock. The story doesn't end there. Then she refused all the 25 people behind me. She was just calling them, boom. Boom. I mean, she was just holding the stamp like that. As soon as you put your passport down, boom. Boom. That it may be well with you. May it be well with you. I said, may it be well with you. Number two, the second blessing that you will live long on this earth. One of the blessings that comes from honoring and obeying your parents is, so, is that you live long. You live long life. Bible says, and it shall satisfy him with long life. That you live long. In this season that people are dying all over the place, may you live long. May your life be extended. May your life be stretched through the blessing comes from the Father. The Bible says, the blessing, Genesis 49, 26, the blessing of your fathers have prevailed over the blessing of your progenitors. May we, honor, may we be a church that honor father, that obeys the father, that listens to the father gladly, that, in, that has good thoughts of the father in our hearts, that it may be well with us and that we will live long on this earth. Stand to your feet as I bring the service to a close. Lift your hands wherever you are and pray that God will help you. God will help you. The Holy Spirit will help us to obey his word.
to obey his word to obey his word to obey his word just begin to pray right now ask God for help maybe you are here you are naturally a defiant person maybe you are here you dishonor easily the fathers that the Lord has given to you the parents that God has blessed you with lift your hands and just pray for help right now right now right now Pray for you off right now. Help us, help us, mighty Holy Spirit. Help me, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to be obedient, to honor the fathers that you have given me, to honor you, to honor my biological parents, to honor my spiritual father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Maybe you are here right now. I just want to pray with you quickly. I'll just pray with you in a group quickly and then I'll take my seat. You are here. You have done something to dishonor your father or your mother. I'm talking about your biological father. You are here like that. You can remember. You have treated your father or your mother with disregard or disrespect. You are here like that. I want to pray with you quickly. If you, if you are here like that, you can remember something. Come, I'll pray with you quickly. I won't waste your time. Just come quickly. Quickly. Maybe you have, you have, you have, you have spoken bitterly. Yeah. i just pray with you quickly. Break any curse. Any curse. Everything written. Jesus, be free. Lord, if you are in front, just start to pray for forgiveness right now. Just start to pray for forgiveness right now. 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 Be free. Be free. Lord, break the case. Break the case. Break the case. Break the curse. My God, my God, my God. Break the curse. Break the curse. Have mercy. Let your mercy prevail over judgment. And break every curse. Break every curse. Be set free right now. In the name of Jesus. Break the curse. Break the curse. In the name of Jesus. Break the curse, Lord. Break the curse, O God. In the name of Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, O God. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Receive mercy now in the name of Jesus. May every curse that has come forth by this act be broken now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Masopaloba Kebado. Jinto Taleba Sepa. Free. Be free. Be free. If I've prayed for you, you can go back to your seat. Be free. Lord, 
set your child free. Let the curse be broken. We are sorry. With a repentant heart, we pray that you will have mercy. You will have mercy. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, let the curse break now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let mercy prevail over judgment. Let mercy prevail over judgment, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Be free now in the name of Jesus. May God's mercy prevail over his judgment and his anger. In the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free. Be free. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let your mercy prevail. Let your mercy prevail, O God. In the name of Jesus. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Mercy, O God. 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 Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Be free. Let the curse be broken. Let a new page be opened. A page of blessings that it may be well with thee upon the face of this earth. That your life be extended and you will live long. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Kabo si pa ko laba katota. Sheto si ko li pa kota. Kiba soto si pa ko laba. Kayola tetos ti pa loba. Le pa koba. May the Lord give you a new heart, a heart that is obedient, a heart that is willing. In the name of Jesus, let the curse break. Now, in the name of Jesus, be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Marco Bado Casipa. Kaba Sotali. Kibo Sapi. Be free, Lord. Thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice, I pray. We lift these hands up to you in surrender. We say, mighty Holy Ghost, we cannot do it by ourselves. Help us in the name of Jesus. Help us to obey. Help us to honor. Help us to treat the fathers that you have given us with respect, with honor. Let us obey them. Your word declares that if we be willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. Help us to eat the good of the land in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. You have not welcomed Jesus into your heart to be the savior of your life. That is disobedience to God himself. Today, you want to rectify it. If you are here like that, I want you to lift up your right hand and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I want you to lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. 
I want Jesus to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. If you are here like that, I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? And you may be seated. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.